Naperville, we are back. What has changed? What has stayed the same in the last three weeks here in the Naperville real estate market? We're going to cover that, and we're going to talk about a very important topic, a tale of two listings, one of the best stories you'll hear all summer, I guarantee it. That and more up next on the Naperville Real Estate Weekly Market Update. Owning a home in Naperville is about living a great life today and investing in a secure tomorrow. On this show, we're going to give you the tools to do both. Welcome to the Naperville Real Estate Weekly Market Update. Hey, Naperville. Welcome back to the Naperville Real Estate Weekly Market Update. I'm Chris Grano from Keller Williams. Alongside me is Todd Gazin from Compass Mortgage, and we are your hosts. Todd, how are you this week, my friend? I am doing good, buddy. It's uh, hard to believe we're getting so close to Labor Day already. My goodness. I'm telling you. too quickly. <laughs> I know. I know. And I've got a little confession. You know the inside story, but a little confession for our listeners, our watchers here. We were off for a couple of weeks. I got to experience what so many of you have experienced and I've helped you walk you through and I did it myself. We listed and, and got our house under contract. we got a new one coming. So uh, took a few weeks there to get things pulled <laughs> together. So, and that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. I mentioned a tale of two listings and you know, I couldn't give advice to homeowners about how to get their property for sale, get it ready for sale. If I didn't follow that same advice, right, Todd? Totally. I mean, well, nothing... the greatest news, you're coming from wisdom on this right now, right? That's right. That's right. I, mean, right. Nothing, I know there's nothing you're telling folks out there that you're not willing to do yourself as well. Right. And so we're going to talk about those tested and, and absolutely accurate ways of getting the home sold for the most money and the least hassle possible. So we're going to cover that today. So let's dive into the numbers real quick, and then we can get to the fun stuff. So Let's take a look at Naperville the last seven days, as we always do, 114 new listings. That is up a little bit from the last time we tracked, which was earlier in July, uh, but still you know, relatively where we've been for most of the summer. Uh, a little bit down since May and June as far as new activity. And you expect that as we get here into the later part of the summer because yeah. vacations, people you know, getting ready for school, that kind of a thing. So uh, 85 properties under contract, that's actually the exact number we tracked a few weeks ago. But again, that number's down a little bit versus earlier in the summer. And then 76 homes closed. So let's look at inventory. And inventory is nearly identical to where it was three weeks ago. So we take a look at the homes under $500,000 in Naperville. I've got some active buyers in this market right now. And what we're finding is that homes are moving very quickly, average of 15 days on market. And we're looking at 2.12 month supply of inventory. So right where it was, pretty steady, um, not a big change there. The next level up, 500 to 750. We've got some buyers in this market as well. We're looking at 17 days on market on average. So again, two weeks to sell a house right now, guys, on average. You know, that's including the ones that sit for six months and the ones that sell in a day. 2.12 month supply of inventory. So again, still strong you know, favoring sellers right now. It's it's not a dire situation, but it still favors sellers. Then when we get above that 750 mark, it starts to go up a little bit. And, you know, that million plus mark, we're still looking at longer time to sell, which is pretty typical, looking at about three months to sell above a million. All right, Todd, it's been a couple of weeks since we chatted with you. What can you tell us? Anything happening? I, I happened to see the other day, looks like rates actually dipped again. Which yeah, well, kind of, kind of they did more than dip; they plunged. I mean, it was a little <laughs> bit of an off the off the deep end type. And you know what? Um, 
rates have moved back to the February 11th lows, which were some of the lowest lows. And wow. that's great news. And people go, well, why? Why would that happen? Well, I think that's a good question. And typically when you see the retreat to the bond industry or the bond world, which a, a mortgage is, um, it's because of something that the market's uncomfortable with. And I think what they're uncomfortable with is um, some of the continued rhetoric of what's going on with COVID and some states are starting to mask in, some aren't, and and all this stuff. So um, whenever you do that, you feel the retreat because they know if something does happen and we go into that full coverage of what we had last winter, that means it will have effects on the economics, the businesses, small business owners, restaurants, all those things having to go through that one more time, especially if there's no uh, what they call uh, support money coming from the government to sustain themselves, right? So mm -hmm. the reality is you're seeing rates move back down into the twos pretty easily at this point in time, as long as your credit is, is in shape to do that. And the other part of it is, is that you know, the media wants you to believe that everything is not great and things are actually pretty doggone good. I mean, right now we're seeing more uh, purchase applications over a year, week over week gaining. Inventory is coming back. Interest rates are low. Qualifying is not hard, but you have to qualify to buy a home. It's not a freebie. Right. And I think that's things we have to remember. So I could go on for 45 minutes on statistical data, why things I believe are moving forward and gaining. But the realization is, is the best advice I can tell you is talk to an agent to get real perspective because they're not going to sell you into something if they don't think it's a great fit for you nor the right time for you. And I think okay. that's what you have to take away from that. Yeah, and everybody's different, right? I mean, yep. I think totally. you would agree that we just want to do what's best. You know, people in your position and my position just want to do what's best for whoever our client is. Totally. We have some clients right now that are just really uncomfortable with the way things are. And I said, well, okay, sit it out for a while. Fine, sure. Okay. It's not going to hurt my feelings. And we need to do what's best for you and your family. Right, so. exactly. And that's that's the truth. What's best for you and your family, yep. for sure. All right, so let's talk about this tale of two, two listings. And the reason I bring it up is, as I mentioned <laughs> at the top of the show, I just went through this process as a consumer. So I think sometimes... You know, folks here, people like yourself, myself, maybe financial advisors, people who are giving them advice, right, about important financial moves in their lives. Yep. And I think it's sometimes easy to view us as detached from sure. the reality of their situation. Yeah. And so I plan on clinging onto this one for as long as I can because I just went through this <laughs> like everybody else has. And so we got our house ready for sale in a week time. And let me tell you, Todd, if you were to come over for a dinner party a week and a half ago, <laughs> it wasn't ready for sale. <laughs> so what I want to talk about is, is why those little things that we do to get a house ready to sell really matter. And the question I get, especially right now is, well, the market's so hot. Yeah. Does, it even, does it even matter? And the answer is yes, absolutely it does. So I'll give you a very concrete example. All right. So the home I was selling is in Romeoville. There's another home in Romeoville that I helped buyers purchase. They closed on it less than a month ago. So we're talking about two properties right around the same value, right around the same size and, and in the same time period in this crazy hot market. And we came upon this property and my, and my buyer said, how come it's been on the market for seven days in this market? It seems like that's a long period of time. Now, the average days on market are still longer than that, but 
you're they're right. If it was priced properly and marketed properly, it probably should have gone that first weekend, right? Well, and I'm not going to pick out the property. I'm not going to pick out the agent, but there were a number of things done with the marketing of this property that caused it to not sell with multiple offers, to sit for seven days on the market. And my buyers were able to come in, write one offer, not pay over list price, not waive you know, inspections, not all this and that. <laughs> they had, you know, they had, they had got some repairs made by the homeowner and it was a nice normal sale when it really shouldn't have been. And I'll tell you a, a couple things. Number one, the pricing was on the aggressive side, it was on the high point of where this home should have been priced. So Todd, you know, this pricing in real estate is a range and there's a lot of factors that get us to this part of the range. Yep. And then we can choose really in here where we want to market the home and how we choose to market it decides where in part the final sale price ends up. Of course. Well, well, this home was marketed right at the tippy top of value. So it was, it was still good value for my folks to pay. However, if it would have been marketed at a lower price, they would have gotten much more attention. Number two, really, really important is that the visuals of this property, the photos really, truly awful. So blurry, taken by a cell phone, those types of things. So num num two things that the, home the homeowners did with their agent is they skimped on the marketing and they didn't wisely choose their price. Now, let me flip that, okay? And my property went for sale this weekend. I can't give you guys specific details about sale price or things like that until it closes out of respect for my family, of course. However, we did the things that I tell all my sellers to do. We put somewhere between one and 2% of the value back into the home to get it ready. We painted, we changed some carpet, we staged it. We, you know, power wash things. We, we painted the deck, we got the landscaping done. So we spent a little bit of money knowing that these things are what's necessary to get that kind of excitement that you want to get the home sold for that absolute top dollar. Then we priced it on the lower end of that range. Todd, this weekend, you and I had a chance to talk a little bit ago earlier today. I had 46 showings on our house. We had 50 people come through the open house on Saturday. We had 20 offers on the property. And once it closes, I'll tell everybody what the price was. But we were very, very pleased <laughs> with what the final sale price was. And I have sellers that I have prescribed that formula to who have followed it and have had those exact same results. So I'm not telling you anything that I'm not willing to do. And it's absolutely, my point is it's absolutely worth every penny to spend a little bit of money to get that house ready, follow the advice of a great agent who's going to market it properly, and you will not regret the results. That's my, that's my pitch. That's my, <laughs> my, <laughs> my rant for the day. Any, uh -huh. any thoughts on that? You've seen it. You've seen it time and time again, Todd. Listen, I mean, uh, here's how I feel about that. And I'm, I'm very direct about it is if I walk to the doctor's office, he puts my arm in a sling. I'm not going to go home and take it off. I mean, <laughs> he asked me to do it for a purpose and he knows more than I, yep. nor is am I going to ask the pilot of an airplane to say, hey, let me take the controls for 10 minutes full of people. Yep. You know, and it's it's all about going, listen. What you read, meaning you can read a book on how to fly a plane, you can read a book on how to be a doctor, you can read a book on how to be an agent or a finance person or whatever else, but there's so many other things that go along with that from a knowledge standpoint and an experience standpoint that matter so much more than what you're just getting out of the book. So my feeling is, is that you, you 
you did actually do what you said you were going to do. And it's not like do as I tell you, not as I do. You right. actually did it. And, and obviously the, the result of that was significant in comparison to the other. Yeah. And, you know, and not even here to pat myself on the back, right. Just to show you that what you do matters, but you know, whether it's me, whether it's another great agent, listen, there, there are hundreds of other great agents in the area. That's fine. But if you're not going to put in the preparation, you're not going to see the benefits of a great market like this. It is a great market to sell in right now. It absolutely is. Yeah. And you can get a house sold. You can get a house sold, you know, in a variety of different ways. The question is, do you want it to be the, the best result or do you just want it to be an average or below average result? And that's where these little things make a huge difference. Totally. Absolutely. I mean, it's, listen, you are really good at what you do and there's so many others out there really good at what they do. You're asking to help you, let them help you. Yep. Right. I mean, that's really the moral to the story is, is that I could read it how to do it, but why would I want to do it? Right. Right. It's, you know, I could probably do my own landscaping, but why do I want to do that? I mean, I don't want to do that. I, mean, I, don't, I don't either. <laughs> so I get it. I mean, and I think that is such a great story that you actually got to go through it yourself because very easily it could have been equal. Sure. You could have put in all that effort, the one, two percent and all those tireless days and got the same result as the person who potentially did nothing. Right. That would be that would be. You know, that, so it's that, a good litmus test. Yeah, that right. That that ruined my that ruined my story a little bit. If that <laughs> happened, <laughs> but it's exactly. hard. I get it. I've been there. I I get it. Where it's hard to you know, someone says, "Ah, oh, well, we just did this last year," and I don't really, you know, we I talked to someone the other day. Gosh, we just painted last year. So I know you painted last year, and I'm sure you enjoyed it. You didn't paint colors that unfortunately are going to aid in the marketing of your home. So I'm telling you, it's to your benefit to do this. So, yeah, it it, it really works, you know. And so I think. I, I hope that if there's someone out there listening this week who's considering, you know, selling, they've been maybe waiting. And I know you talked about some of the things that we, God forbid, could be headed into again with some of the sure restrictions and things like that. But if you're thinking about selling, listen, it's it's there's literally never been a better time. You still need to do it the right way. Correct. And so so that's the story for this week. I think next week, Todd, we'll kind of jump back into talking about financing and talking about some of the different types of loans available to people out there. Does that sound good to you? Yeah, that's awesome. Let's do that. Perfect. Well, thank you guys so much for joining this week, joining us this week. Once again, follow us on YouTube at youtube.com slash Chris Grano. You can check out the show notes for information, how to get hold of myself or Todd for any questions that you have about buying, selling, financing, refinancing, and make sure to tell your friends about the podcast. We'll see you guys next week.